Hi, and welcome to episode 55 of K-12 Tech Talk. In this episode, we talk about our Christmas efforts, and, well, Chris really didn't do anything over Christmas except play video games. We talk about the new Chrome OS long-term support version and whether or not we're going to move to that. We I talk about a filter redirect issue that we're currently having with our Chromebook filter, the E-Rate Windows and the new 471 release date coming up in this month. And Chris talks about more video game farming. Have a listen. This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs. For K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studio, this is K-12 Tech Talk. Welcome back, gentlemen. This is episode... Dang it, I wrote it down, but or I looked it up before the show and I completely forgot. This is episode 55, Double Nickel. 55? Yeah, 55 Alive, man. Um, we took a couple weeks off for break. We couldn't, Chris, you and I and Corey could not catch up and meet up and uh we thought we were going to record in person one and then you like left the meeting before we could record you blew me off um is that true yeah that was the day we had the tabletop exercise um oh yeah that is true you left we were going to record in person and you just left um so how he's not here he's not here now no Corey isn't here now we're just we're we're Blazing on without him, we have Eric back. He was with us a couple weeks ago. Say hello, Eric. Hello, episode 50. Yeah. Oh, was it episode 50? There you I go. Think, I, it might have been. Trying um, to keep track. So yeah, Eric is back for a repeat edition, uh, maybe an audition. We shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how was how was break, guys? Did you guys get anything accomplished? Did you, what Santa bring you? Did you recharge, relax, rejuvenate? Go for it, Chris. I um my daughter received a Nintendo Switch. Cool. Uh so then I've been playing a bunch of Nintendo Switch. Mario Kart. And I'm I'm not a I'm not a gamer. I mean I used to play a lot in middle school, high school, college. Oh, I believe um, that. But I I purchased Stardew Valley. What's that? Uh, Sounds it's nerdy. A, it's a farming simulator. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like 16 hours in. Oh my gosh! Um, it's like Farmville from Facebook. I mean, which I do a lot of mining, and I cut down a lot of trees. Oh my okay. gosh! Okay, so is this like a mix between Farm Simulator and Farmville? It's it's Farmville. I- I've never played either of those. It's Farmville, Eric. Well, it sounds like you have. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm pretty in. This is hilarious. So and I can is... play it. It's pretty cool because you can do co-op. You know, so like, man, maybe I need to play it. and We can be I... farm neighbors. I... Maybe I need to get a switch. Maybe. Well, it's it's on Steam too. Oh, okay. It's on oh, Steam, uh, Xbox One, PS4. It's been out for switch. a long time. So, Chris, how much has your daughter gotten to use this thing? Well, we have a, we have multiple switches in the house, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. So we can do co-op, so she can come to my farm, I can go to hers kind of thing. It's like an old-fashioned land party. <laughs> yep. There we go. But, yeah, I didn't realize. I mean, I literally, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I'm on the switch. I'm like, oh, shoot. Got the pod to do. 
Oh, <laughs> that's why we didn't record one week. Okay. I had to head back to it the was... cabin and go to sleep so it could save my progress. It was... But that's when I saw, oh man, I'm like, I'm 16 hours in. That's hilarious. So speaking of work, <laughs> did you do any work over break or did you have all of break Yeah, like, like eggplant, pumpkin, <laughs> stone, okay, So you didn't, you didn't work. You didn't work. I, I built three I, furnaces. <laughs> Do you have a tractor in this thing? Like, not what, yet. What's, I don't what's know. I'm still in year one. I think I don't. I don't know what happens later. <laughs> okay, I upgraded, Eric. I upgraded my axe. I had a regular axe. Now it's a copper axe. <laughs> Eric, did you accomplish anything? At you know work? what? I I. This year, I decided I was not going to do a whole lot over break and not think about anything. It was really good for the soul. Um, but I did have to come in uh, a day and receive a, a big old shipment of iPads. So we spent a day unloading and un, unpalleting, unpalletizing, depalletizing uh, 2,200 iPads. So that's that was Holy fun. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Big was ring. that with? Go ahead. What's that? What funding was that with? Was that local money? Was that? That's mostly ECF funding. Yeah. Sweet. So do fun th- timing there, right? Right. Receiving those devices to try to deploy them in January. But do they um, green ship those since you've got so many of them? Uh, so, yeah, they're not in any kind of consumer packaging. If okay. That's what you're asking. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They're straight brown boxes with, you know, they include two Apple stickers in them instead of all oh. the Apple stickers in a box of 10. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a fun process of trying to unpack asset tag and um, get them all prepared. And what's your MDM you use? Uh, we're actually using Mosul. Are you? So we've paid, we've been paid, jam- we've paid uh, right. we've been Jamf customers in the past, uh, but Mosul's coming in about a third of the cost. Yeah, so. Mosul's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I what kind of what 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 kind of rotation plan do you put iPads on? Like, how long does a kid have a particular iPad kind of thing? We've been on a four, almost five year for some of them. Wow! So um, the hardware's held up really well for us, and cool. holds it holds its value really well. So uh, it's kind of surprising a a five year old iPad Air two is still bringing eighty, ninety bucks on trade in. Wow! Mm-hmm. Without without a specific dollar amount, are they pretty close to Chromebooks now? Um, yeah. So if you were to get a, a basic iPad. Um, you're looking at $300. That's yeah. their entry level. And those are 64 gigabyte. So, and then you add, start adding case onto it. You're looking at probably about $400 uh, for a full keyboard case and trackpad and everything. And, and you're doing full keyboard and everything. Yep. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, over break, I, I worked, um, I had a couple days off, but my big project was applying a fir- uh, firmware patch to our FortiGate to bring it up to snuff to address some vulnerabilities. So now we're up we're up to code on there and we ended up touching every machine, every desktop in our district and reinstalling our AV um just to be Whoa. Yeah. So yeah. we're we're running a, a a next gen AV that had some issues a few years ago when we went from like 1809 and 1903. One of one of those jumps um, it stopped a, a large number of them stopped reporting to the uh, dashboard and we didn't have time we didn't make it a priority they were they the AV still worked locally it just was not reporting anything and wasn't receiving mm-hmm. updates um, 
So we ended up touching every machine in the district and reinstalling the newest platform, the newest version of that AV. Um, good note, none of them found anything when we reloaded it, so it wasn't like we had anything running around a muck out there, even though it wasn't reporting. So I felt good about that. So yeah, we touched uh, probably close to 300 machines in a week's time, which, you know, that led to calls about, because we had to log in to install it. You know, we, each of us had to log in as our own account to install it. Um, so that led to calls Monday morning when teachers came back of, hey, my password's not working. I said, well, no, you need to actually quick switch user because if it, if you look, it says Josh is logged in. So that led to some hiccups Monday, uh, but nothing, nothing horrible. Um, we had four brand new smart boards, the smart board, the big 75 inch interactive displays installed. Um, so when, uh, two of those went in classrooms, two of them went in our brand new performing arts center, um, that we're having built that's not done yet. Um, that we're still waiting for our Aruba APs, Aruba, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it really was a busy break. And then I started working on, replacing a SQL server and a IIS server for a financial system that we use. And I beat my head against the wall because their documentation is God awful. Like yeah. I, I, I asked for documentation to reinstall and migrate all this stuff. And the SQL server databases are nothing, you know, it's back up the database, restore the database. You're good to go over a couple scripts, but the IIS install, they sent, <clears throat> they sent me a zip file with instructions and it's like, Step one, step two, step, step seven. We're going to show you a screenshot of a screen, but not tell you how we got there, but make sure you... It's just awful, awful instructions. Um, so today I finally succeeded and got that up and running with test data, um, and I hope to let our HR lady log into it tomorrow to make sure it looks good to her, and then I'll pull the plug on the old one this weekend. So nice. I'm excited about that. Josh, you're making us sound like slackers over break. Yeah, yeah. I, and really, it we did. It wasn't like crazy work, but it we did a lot. I mean, touching those 300 machines was a lot. That was like all three of us all day, every day. We went. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a workstation in every classroom for every teacher? Is that yeah? Is that where the yeah number they comes from? they still have desktops in every classroom? Yeah, we're. I'm floating the idea slowly and on the down low about maybe this next year replacing. Well, I want to replace machines this next year. I'm floating the idea on the down low of maybe moving towards lap windows, laptops mm -hmm. instead of desktops. But I, I gotta be really careful on how I float that idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where we're headed. Organizational change is a lot of fun. Well, and it's more about prepping for the next change, which would be replacing smart boards with, with more of those interactive displays using mm -hmm. Microsoft wireless display adapter. You know, the, you got you to do piece A before piece B, and that laptop is a big piece of that. You know, it's interesting. I've talked to a few school districts that have gone to complete interactive displays on wheels and completely pulled it off the yeah. walls. Um, is that something you guys have considered? We have one. Actually, our very first one that we purchased was like that, and the teacher doesn't care for it because the footprint of the yeah. stand is too big. Right. He yeah. would have had. He would have rather had it on the wall. Which yeah. I, I mean, I get that. I, I get was it. talking to two St. Louis schools, and they said that they basically, when they're building new new buildings, they don't install any kind of um, displays on the walls. It's all completely roller carts huh. or mobile carts, and they just 
have flexible seating in the classroom. And I know it'd be really hard for us to adapt to that footprint of, of that display. So I it'd, take, it'd take years to like pull it off. Oh fully. yeah. That's, that, that, that's the hard thing about some of those big moves like that. Well, mm-hmm. and, and that's been my holdup so far is all of our smart boards. Yes. They are older than dirt. They're like 13 years old. We still have a handful of them that are the old serial smart boards. They work. They yeah. still work. So yeah. I, I have a real hard time just being, because I'm a tightwad, I have a real hard time pulling something off the wall that works mm-hmm. and replacing it with a $4,000 item that works the same. And we're going to use it in the same manner that we're using this piece of technology that's 20 years old. So that's that's been yeah. hard for me. Uh, the One of the things that I've had a, a lot of conversations with these companies and other schools that are using them is they come with a baked-in operating system. Yeah. And my well, they'll tell you the board has fifty thousand hours or whatever, which is great. That's awesome. But that operating system is going to be out of date way before that board or that display goes mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. So that's always been my hesitancy. Um, and they're a fixed size, so you get sixty-five, seventy-five inches. So yep. I've I've just had a real hard time trying to wrap my mind around that. And so displays uh, in classrooms are important, though. Yeah, I completely agree. And now, when a projector goes out, we just take the projector down and put up a new one that's five hundred bucks. You know, it's yep. not a four thousand dollar display that a backlight goes out in, and you can't do anything with. Yeah. Um, to your point about the onboard device, <clears throat> we had two different styles of these boards. The ones from Smart. The smart branded ones, I actually like, and I think the onboard device operates very, very well standalone on its own. Did you, you get? Was it Android baked? Yeah. In yeah. Or was it Windows or what? No, it's Android baked in. We didn't get the slide in. It has an option where you can have a slide in Windows box. We did not do that. We're using the just the plain baked in Android, and mm-hmm. I think it performs very well. The browser on it works very well. It, it when you go to like Drive and, and Google and, and Classroom, it shows you the desktop version. We have another board, a much cheaper board, about half the cost, um, that its onboard Android device is actually, the browser for it is Chromium, not Chrome. And when you load Google Apps, it wants to force you to the mobile version. So it looks nothing like what the students mm-hmm. are seeing. So that was a, that was a problem. So what we ended up doing to resolve that problem, and the, the onboard device was just trash. It, you could tell it was under under spec. It just ran like crap. We ended up putting a Chromebox on the back of it, hooking up it via mm-hmm. HDMI and USB cable for touch, and you would never know it's not the onboard device. It's a yeah. that that experience mm-hmm. has been very very good. So yeah. if we had I, to, that would work. I I had spoken to a vendor about what I I said. Can you, you have anything dumb? that I could put my own stuff on. And, and they said, yeah, but nobody's buying them. So we're, we're end of lifing them. So uh, I just thought that's an interesting concept, but we've used clever touch. Um, I don't know if yeah. you guys, Chris, do you have any in your district? No. Yeah, we, we put them in our early childhood center and those teachers have seemed to like them pretty well. Um, but it seems like, you know, smart, smart still has a pretty good market on it all. And our, our elementaries are all smart. Uh, once you get the secondary, we do Epson, uh, the bright links yeah. everywhere. But then a lot of those, they end up wanting the smart soft, uh, the yep. smart uh, software working with their Epson notebook in- yep. interactives. How's that going for you? It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> ask the teacher. No, it's not. Because <laughs> yeah. we have the same situation. Yeah. 
And that's the, that's my hang up with these new interactive boards is that leap. Yes, it runs Smart Notebook, but it is not Smart Notebook 11. It's not Smart Notebook 13, even 17 or 18, which is what my my faculty are used to. It's that web version Smart Notebook, and mm-hmm. it's different. It's very different. So that's what I keep telling our our building admins that want to move to these things. I'm like, you have to tell these teachers and get them to buy into the fact that this is a completely different world. It is not like the setup they have now, and it will be a learning curve. And that, that's, a, that's a fear of mine. Yeah. I'm, I'm a I, minimalist. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. I was going, well, to, to, to that, I hate the idea of adding a board that has a computer with it. Like, always over these years, I've reduced the amount of computers that are all scattered about. We've gone to Chromebooks, and now we're going to add a smart board that has windows with it did, did you do like the android where you can manage it like remotely yeah, yeah ours have that yeah it and i'm like i said i'm i'm a minimalist i, I want to reduce the number of computers we have number of endpoints uh, uh, essentially uh, reduce the attack surface too. um the things that we have to manage keep updated and the other part is the pd around it so the teachers right. now have another device to learn to to use as a learning tool which some of them can be great and that's the center of their classroom. But the other thing is, what if we want them to be really good at this other thing? Um, yeah. And that's teaching the kids how to use their Chromebooks well, or um, there's just, it's just a lot for a teacher and there's a lot of burnout problems right now. And sometimes I feel like teaching them one more thing can be a lot. Yeah, I agree. So since we've kind of talked about Chromebooks and devices and these boards, let's talk about SHI right real quick. SHI is our current major sponsor of the podcast for the next major major (laughs) major give them the major denotation uh they're the major sponsor right now and uh i've i've bought from shi for probably five or six years now our major our several last several major chromebook purchases have come from them um and i got a call from my salesman ross the other day saying they had a really good deal on some hp chromebooks um so it sounds like they're one of the only vendors around that have Chromebooks in stock right now. Um, so if you are in the market, at least for Chromebooks, I know they do other stuff. They Ross has told me they do server stuff, um, some of that consulting type stuff. They'll help you figure out what you need. Uh, shout out to or, or give Justin because Justin is the one who who signed up to be the sponsor on this. Justin Shazari, right? We wanted to yeah. say Guarini, like the the Justin <laughs> yeah. from uh, Justin J U S T I N underscore C H I S A R I at S H I dot com, and we'll we'll put his email address in the show notes as well. But uh, no, S H I has been a great company for us to work with. Very honest, very forthcoming. Um, if I need something quick, they can get they can get it to me quick. Um, yeah. We we've had some issues on on things that have been outside of their purview, but they've gone to bat for me and helped me address these issues as well. So they're one of those vendors that will will kind of do that three sixty support for you. Eric, you bought from them before, Yo, right? Absolutely, they're quick, um, good response time, and try to make everything right for you. So Justin's a good guy. You reach out to him. Yeah, so if you're in the market and it's it's getting to be that time, uh, reach out to Justin at SHI and tell him you heard about SHI from us. Because without you guys telling our sponsors that where you heard about them, that you heard about them on our show, we wouldn't be here. Of course, Corey's not here anyway. Um, so what what else? What else has been going on? Have you guys been? Uh, I sh- probably shouldn't say the name of the filter. So the the filter that we use on our Chromebooks right now. 
uh, is having a redirect issue with Google. And the last I heard, I guess it was yesterday, because today was a snow day. Um, they were they they were forced to recompile and issue a new version of their plugin. Have you guys been bitten by this? Uh, I, just noticed a degraded performance notification when logging into. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, We've had a few things related to that. The status page has not necessarily said that they are down, but have definitely felt it. And that's, that's one of the terrible things in education is when you can't figure out your your internet issue and it's usually yeah. your filter. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Exactly. And that's that's we trouble that's how we troubleshot it. The one of the guys in our in my office, he was coming in to ask me what he should do next to try and figure out what was going on because we were getting just a handful of phone calls and we kind of knew that it was going to be a widespread issue. I said, well, here, take take one of the students that's having the problem, move them to a top-level OU that doesn't have the filter applied to it, and see what happens. If the problem goes away, then we, we're going to do it to another student, but we can almost bet that it's the filter, and it turned yep. out to be the filter. Yep. And, Josh, we've been ripped on when you say stuff and then you don't say who it is. So I'm not going to say who it is, but it rhymes with to Burley. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For the listeners uh, that wanted to know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- this goes back to my uh, teach, uh, read mean tickets. Uh, I always love getting tickets in about internet issues. These, uh, these phantom internet issues yeah. that everyone talk about, like my internet's bad. It's usually the filter. And I was working with the teacher on Monday or Tuesday when all the students came back and we were trying to get a grades input and her computer wouldn't load. And I said, Hey, I think something's wrong with the filter. Just give me a second. That phone's going to start ringing in about two minutes. And it absolutely <laughs> started ringing. Tech tickets started coming in and yeah, it's, it, it's just without fail. Yeah. And it's they not- all have, issues yeah they all yeah, do they all do everyone I mean, of them does they're 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 relying on aws and other things right. that outside of their control and sometimes it's inside of their control but it's just it's it's awful yeah, <laughs> when it the, all goes down this, this problem is a redirect issue so it's definitely something how they're handling the, those search queries so yeah hopefully they can get it fixed hopefully the snow day today gave them you know for us anyway nobody was using it so <laughs> right you know, we won't. I just oh. had this uh, this email this week with our content filter. This teacher said, "Why would this link by uh, Kelly so and so be blocked? He is one of the best li- literacy professionals in the world." And then I replied to the ticket, "This is an issue with our content filter. Please reboot your computer." <laughs> so, like, the assumption is like we're being jerks and blocking yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've had interest with or issues with pinterest lately oh yeah <laughs> and the teachers reaching out saying why would you uh, block pinterest it is an important learning tool for us teachers yeah mm-hmm. yep Please we we went down yep. that road last year um no it, i think i shared this discussion i had with our I, I was going into the kindergarten building and they were having a plc going on and i, I walked in the room to ask them or tell them something and then I got bombarded with, you know, why are you down there blocking all these websites? And I flat out told them, I said, look, I know you guys think that we have nothing better to do than to sit down there in our nice dark office where no one bothers us and, and look and see, oh, Teacher X is going to this website a lot. Let's block it just to make her mad. I said, I, yep. I know that's what you think happens, and that's not what happens. Yeah. I said, the filter is a living, breathing device of its own. And it makes these changes on its own. If it happens, let us know, and we'll change it back. Yeah. 
you also got to love the flip side of that is parents calling in and saying, how dare you not block this website? Yeah, thankfully, when, we, we haven't yeah. done that. Um, that we had one this week that there's a like a get video dot. Um, they've been like io.club. Mm-hmm. And every time they're changing domains and the filter's not quite keeping up with that. So that's always fun. You have to explain that, you know, no filters perfect. Our board policy right. says that it's not going to be perfect, but yeah, filters. Which, and I, I mean, I get that to a degree, but it, hopefully, once you explain the reality of it, mm-hmm. they understand. But yeah, you never know. We don't have climate. terrible problems with it, but it is one of those things that every once in a while we do get a call in saying, "Why, why is this not blocked?" Um, are you guys doing anything with Chrome OS long-term support version? Are you going to jump on this wagon or not? What you talking about? So Google has released a LTS or long-term support Chrome OS version. So right now Chrome OS receives updates roughly once every seven weeks. And I think they said that's going to change to once every four weeks. Um, So what they're doing to, to cut down on the, I guess, overhead of installing these updates and the the headache of it, they're going to, they've come up with a long-term support channel, meaning 96 is going to be the first long-term support and it will be supported for six months and you will be on version 96 for six months. You'll receive security updates, but not a version number increase until it's like 107 or something like that. Um, And then once that one's out, so these releases are roughly good for six months. You'll receive two updates a year. Um, So I, I like the idea of it from a stability standpoint, but it also concerns me because, you know, we're all, the three of us mm-hmm. are in Missouri. Yeah. Um, our state testing app, DRC, for K through 8th grade, in their handbook or in their install handbook, it says, I'd have to go back and look, but something about you have to be, for, for best class support or best effort support, you have to be within two versions of the current stable channel. Right. Yeah, yep. Well, if you're on this long-term support channel... In theory, you could be up to six months old, and that's way outside that two versions from stable um, no, number. Josh, can you force it um, within that long-term support? Can you say, hey, I want to skip? Uh, what do you mean skip? So uh, forgive me here because I don't manage Chrome OS devices. Mostly uh, we have a few, but mostly iOS devices, we can say, all right, let's set a deferment window. I didn't know if there's any kind of deferment window to say, so, like, oh, you could install. Yeah. So what I do is I, I try to stay one version behind mm-hmm. because about a year ago, there were some issues with Chrome version 80-something, 78, somewhere in there. So at, then I ended up making the decision, okay, I'm going to, if if 80 is out, or right now 97 is out, I'm going to stay at 96 until 98 is out. Um, and that's, that's served me well. And if there's been an issue with 96, okay, I'll release the next version. I'll release 98 or 97 early if I have to. Um, but that kind of keeps me in that window for state testing, but it also doesn't keep me on the bleeding edge. Um, Google's recommendation is that you keep a handful of, I think up to 10% of your devices in the beta channel, which I am not doing. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to jump on the long-term support channel. I was just looking at the article on it, um, and my only quick thought would be like, okay, what if I take, you know, like my lowest elementary that doesn't do state testing, and I put that OU to this, mm-hmm. just so that I'm, 
so that if crap hits the fan, like at least one building, like, yeah, that's a good troubleshooting thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, every building's having this issue except for this one. Right. Well, this one is the one that I didn't turn it to that. Yeah. And if you had a bandwidth concern, okay. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're cutting down bandwidth usage because right now, every seven weeks, we're sucking up crazy bandwidth for a period. And it got so bad that I had to kick my updates out to have it scatter over eight days. It was set to, I think, three days. And I released an up the horrible mistake. I released an update on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> the devices were turned off Saturday and Sunday. So when everybody came back Monday, Monday. We, we pegged our internet pipe for like all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I won't do that again. But I, I also moved that out to eight days. Um, but what's I, the si- what's the size of a, a standard upgrade? I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, it I think they all the whole OS I think fits on a eight gig or a sixteen. Well, it has to be an eight gig, an eight mm-hmm. gig USB drive for recovery. Um, if you have to reimage a device, you have to have a, a minimum mm-hmm. of an eight gig. So, um, and the the internal storage is only thirty two gig, so it can't be huge. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know if they're downloading just the update or if they're downloading the entire OS when they download those. I could see it both mm-hmm. ways. Um, but high and low of it, LTS is out there for Chrome OS. Make yourself aware. Um, the fir- If you want to jump on, you have to jump on at 96 or wait until I think it's 107 comes out. So you need to make that decision. Uh, well, you should have made it already because I think 97 came out on the four- on January 4th. Um or you're going to wait until 107 comes out. The good news is if you do go to the LTS, you can come out of it. If you want to, if you change your mind, if you come up to state testing and you're on 96 and you actually have to be on 100, you can you can easily change that drop down to let them go ahead and take the newest update. So you can come out of LTS pretty easily, it said. Um, so just just be aware that's out there. Anything to add, Chris, as you quickly read the article and not pay attention? I agree. <laughs> I fact-checked you, and you are correct. I All of that was from memory, too, man. Um, <laughs> I, I want to add that Chris is, like, full-on hoodie mode right he now. He is. <laughs> I, I think he's sick. I, I, don't think he's, I don't think he feels well. I think, he's, I think he's got something. Listen, I've been out on the farm all day. <laughs> 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 that's still hilarious oh man now, did you guys come back to school to a ton of people sick yes oh man yeah. uh, everybody i talked to oh, i was sick all break yeah luckily we've been able to avoid it knock on wood um <laughs> seems like everybody around us has had it but we've been able to avoid it so far um 470 the e-rate season um if you haven't released your 470s you need to be doing that it's upon um, us. It is upon us. My 470 was out, and I'm already past my 28-day window. Um, the 470, the first date you can issue a 471 is, what, January 17th, I think? 12th? It's close, yeah. It's it's somewhere in the next two weeks. I think it's the 17th. Um, so if you have released your 471 and you are, I'm sorry, your 470, and you want to issue your 471, that date, the first date is coming up soon. I believe it's January 17th. What's the end date on that, Josh? I'm, I'm the guy that always pushes um, the very you know last what? minute. I assume sometime <laughs> in March. It, yeah. isn't it Isn't it normally March? So you need to have your 470 yeah. released by sometime in February. Yeah. Um, and the problem is, so we, I always, 
I always take my stuff to the board after I get my bids in. I think, Chris, don't you do it the other way where you you get permission from your board first and then you don't... Yeah, I post 470s. Like you get permission then, to do the project or to, to like a dollar amount first. Pretty and much. Then as long, and then as long as it comes under it, you're, you're good to issue. Yeah, I don't anyone. always know exactly. I usually don't in the board report say who we're going with. I usually just know more of a bucket idea of how much money it's going to be. Yeah, see, I we do it the opposite. So hmm. I have to wait until the bids are submitted, and then I take the bids of the board, and I make yeah. a recommendation, and they typically go with my recommendation. And then I, after they approve it, then I issue the 471. Yeah, that's, that's how I usually end up doing it, take a matrix to them and explain yeah. it. Looks like uh, um, filing window is to March 25th, so... February 24th would be the... 470 yep. right yeah somewhere in there yeah if you're cutting it real close there yeah yeah you would have no time so you yeah. would have to have all your ducks in a row and, and a special board meeting <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah exactly um so i i don't know if we talked about this but i ended up presenting to my board um the let was it did we record that night i don't remember we i presented to my board on cybersecurity. that was good mm-hmm. um they all appreciated it and seemed to understand what i was did you scare um, them? I don't know that I scared them, but I, I more than once, and I even ended the. I had sat down, and and one of the board members was saying, "Thanks, you know, we feel we feel good, and we understand, and we feel good that you're prepared, and the district's prepared, and we have all these protections." I I even piped up and I said again, I was sitting down in the in the gallery at the time. I even said, "Hey, but you know, I I want to reiterate, just because we have this stuff doesn't mean it won't happen." I said it. It can still happen, and they, yeah, we we understand. So chink in the armor. Yeah, it's you know they're gonna find a way if they really want to. You know, one of the best ways to get cybersecurity <laughs> rolled out in your school district is have the neighboring district get ransomware. Oh, <laughs> and yep. your competing neighbor neighboring district. So thank you if you're listening. Um, <laughs> oh really? My, my heart oh, has that's gone right. out to them. Yeah, um, to to the north. Yeah. yeah. You really, reached out. Did did they take you up on the assistance or anything? No, they they took care of it. They've got they? a, a good partner, a good managed service provider, and um, took some donuts to them and said, I "Wish you well, man." <laughs> oh. that, <laughs> this uh, that's that's no fun, but definitely everybody. The next day, we had a, a safety meeting, and I said, "You know, one part of safety is uh, cybersecurity, and you're all going on multi-factor authentication today." Yeah, <laughs> and cool. uh, that was a, a real good. Uh, segue into into that so it's sometimes in in the school tech world is just finding opportune moments yep. to, to squish those things through yep that, that's how we ended up i was able to make the sell on going 2fa for email was the incident that we had over mm-hmm. the summer um it wasn't a it wasn't a data breach of any sort but someone fell for a fish and sent money mm-hmm. um and that i think that was real enough to enough people that i so our deadline for 2FA for email for faculty was the end of the semester, December 22nd. And I had mm-hmm. I had one teacher hang on to the very last minute the <laughs> night before. Um, but that it, it wasn't a confrontational hang on. It was she just wanted to hang on and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I really expected to have at least one of those, you know, tense foot stomping type conversations of you can't make me do this. You can't make me use my phone. 
and it just it didn't happen. And I know several other districts around us, Chris, have done this in the last probably two months. And I I don't think I've heard of a single district that has had to take the step of okay, here are your ten codes. You're going to print right. off mm-hmm. ten more codes. Yeah. Um, it it's I, gone I, well. I think people yeah, are finally getting a it. lot of the at the start of all this they said oh people are going to be so hesitant to do this but yeah. they really haven't they've they've been doing it for a lot of their accounts already for their banking accounts for their apple ids for all those things so many people and that's the first thing to say like have you ever gotten a text message to sign into an account they said, yeah that, they already know yeah. so yeah they're the hands being forced on so many other things it's not a it's not we're doing something weird or, you know, we're not blazing that trail for them right now, which is good. Right. So Chris, have you guys done it yet? We do it for those that have higher uh, access. That's right. So, um, yeah, Uh, I asked for all that was not approved, but Mm -hmm. this, this, this was the beginnings of, of it. So like we're, I think two years into that. Eric, did you just do it again? since we talked back in November, I was we were looking at going with Azure, and we we've we've ironed that process out and got approval from our admin to get um, multi-factor rolled out before the end of the school year, um, and then we also adopted a phishing and education platform through our oh, consortium. Cool. So, a few good things happening. Thanks, guys, for some good uh, direction nice. here. Are you so? Are you doing two FA on domain accounts as well as email, or only email? Um, so actually, so for we we don't have a whole lot of Windows desktops running around in our district. Yeah. Um, but yes, there are anything that not for just local AD accounts don't have two factor, but anything that's that teachers are signing into Azure. So we've got all of our Google authentication actually running through Azure. I know it's backwards with most places. Um, Even all of our MacBooks, you line in, uh, log in through Azure and it's requiring, it'll require two factor authentication to log into your MacBook. So it's become a much more streamlined process. And even the self-service password reset through Azure has been really good Hmm. and helpful. So you've Sweet. you've gone further than than we have. The only two factor we're requiring for desktop authentication is for elevated accounts, mm-hmm. and that's that's less than five accounts. Yeah, and we also put used Azure to put um, our Sysfin portal or our uh, HR portal for staff behind yeah. an uh, application proxy. Oh. So they're now having to use that to sign in, so they can't. Nobody can access their. Um, financial data personal yeah. financial data without logging in with two-factor i like that i think eric wins today i think eric <laughs> does win he's i mean we we put some miles on our shoes over christmas break but i think eric wins the the tech got, off here got a good team there um some some smart people on my team so appreciative of them that's cool chris you got anything else uh provision data solutions is a proud oh, yeah. sponsor of the Talk <laughs> podcast <laughs> Give Ryan uh, at Provision Data Solutions a call or an email. Uh, they can help you out with your security needs, your networking needs, your server needs, whatever. Yeah, I think Ryan said he t- accepts text past 10 o'clock at night. So He does. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll have Always to hand out. To talk. We'll have to give Andrew's email soon, right? Because Andrew's kind of oh, right. taking those reins over. Um, yeah. Any, any other content, Eric or Chris, for tonight? 
Uh, HP El Rubo also a proud sponsor of the K12 Tech Podcast. Yeah, Chris has been so quiet over there. You <laughs> know, is. you know, it's funny is he he's been playing that farm. He probably game has. All night. I guarantee. I see it. Yeah, can't see the pick yeah, the switch was, up, Chris. See the reflection was, in his eyes. He thought I was looking at a Google article. I was tucking in my chickens, farming your eggplant, <laughs> tucking in the chickens for the night, <laughs> stoking the stoking the Making fire sure in the they furnace. Hay. Yeah. <sighs> Oh to my check gosh. this game out. You guys are nuts. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, share us with your friends, with your consortiums, with your uh, neighbors, your friends. Uh, let them know about our podcast. And we do actually have some pretty good content every once in a while. Uh, give our vendors a shout out. Give Justin over at SHI an email if you want some pricing on some Chromebooks or some servers. They do other things as well. Of course, HP Aruba and Provision Data Solutions are proud sponsors as well. Um, hope we can get some access points rolling. I've heard some 505s are rolling. So, And all, all of right. this while we sit in somethingcool.com studios. That's yes. right. Yep. And we thank Jeremy for keeping the heat on because it is really cold in Missouri tonight. Yeah. Um, Great so snacks. Hit, hit, <laughs> us our, hit, hit us on Twitter at K12TechTalkPod. Shoot us an email. Give us a topic if you want us to talk about something. K12TechTalk at gmail.com. I am Josh. Chris is in the hoodie. He's up to his knees in dirt and mud farming his chickens. And that is Eric. This great new gaming headset. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye bye.